When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Black Hawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the pro promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Thursday. Uh, it is I, Mario Terabasi, uh, running the show today. Greg is off. I believe he's headed towards Iowa. And uh, Jay is still uh, recovering from his multiple facial or oral surgeries. He said he's in uh, Jared Tenorti facial mode right now. So uh, hopefully he'll be back and uh, ready to go tomorrow. But I am joined today making his CHGO Blackhawks debut, Kevin Kadick. Thank you for hopping in and making sure that this uh, kind of babysitting me here. Making 15 sure this months stays. before I get an invitation. <laughs> 15 months. You know, the invitation is open when, you, when you're the head I of know. content. <laughs> it's, been, it's been busy. I will say, you know, I didn't have a lot of, you know, interest in talking about the Blackhawks so much the last year. I don't blame you. I'm getting back in, just like everyone else, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we got... Uh, Greg Braggs uh, producing today another Braggs production uh, he was talking about how this is uh, this is his time this is his year to uh, finally get on the the Blackhawks uh, train yep. and uh, yeah this is a good time to, to do it for sure uh, you know if you've been paying attention uh, it's draft season so there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of hype around the draft uh, definitely check out allchgo.com as we have started to put out our draft profiles uh, just today we've sent out our draft profiles on uh, Gabe Perot uh, who is the son of Yannick Perot uh, former Blackhawk and current development coach of the Blackhawks uh, and then just uh, about an hour ago we put out the profile of uh, Michigan's Gavin Brindley so check those out at allchgo.com uh, myself, Jay, and Greg are going to be pumping those out as we are uh, now 20 days away from the draft happening in Nashville. Um, very excited for that. That's uh, We got the CHGO road trip out to Nashville. Let's Want to go. Remind, remind everybody about that as well off the top. We will be there. We will be there uh, to see the Blackhawks have the top overall pick, and uh, the jersey on our set will become a reality uh, likely at uh, 6.03 p.m. Uh, on that, uh, that Wednesday night first round of the draft and you can uh, if you're going to be in nashville be sure to uh check us out we have uh an official meetup uh happening tuesday from 1 to 4 p.m at hopsmith uh in nashville uh we have tickets available to that event as well go to allchgo.com for that information uh you get a ticket to that event you can meet up with us in nashville get excited for the draft get excited for uh all the picks that they have to make uh you can 
you know, talk with us and hang out. One to four p.m. Uh, included in your ticket is an open bar. Uh, appetizers will be provided from Hopsmith, and then as well, you are going to get uh, an exclusive debut shirt that will be uh, launching the next day, uh, right around that same 6.03 time frame. Uh, wonder what that shirt design might be uh, focusing <laughs> on. But yeah, that's... Uh, no idea. You can get all those details at allchgo.com. Uh, very excited to be out in Nashville. It's going to be a good time. If you're heading out that way, uh, be sure to get a ticket to that event. We'd love to hang out with you guys. Uh, become a member at allchgo.com. Become a diehard. Uh, you can do that. Save 20% on that event and all the great merchandise we have. Uh, I'm getting all these out of the way right now. We have our Father's Day sale Let's going go. on as well. Uh, I am a dad. You are a dad. Mm-hmm. Greg is a dad. Uh, it's a great time to uh, be a dad and get yourself some CHGO merchandise. Uh, starting today, running through uh, Father's Day on June 18th, uh, if you go to allchgo.com, uh, go to the CHGO locker, you will, can get one CHGO t-shirt and you will get one for 50% off uh, for the Father's Day sale. And uh, important note, if you want the shirt to be available for your dad or the dad in your life, um, be sure to order it by Monday the 12th to guarantee that it will be there uh, on the 18th. But the sale will run through Father's Day. So again, chgolocker.com. Check out all the great designs. I'm wearing uh, one of our designs here, CHGO Blackhawks. Uh, the the, the hawk, the hockey plane hawk. I love it. Uh, it's a great design. And check out all the designs. With, I dropped my, uh, I dropped my kids off uh, by my dad's before I came down here. He was wearing the Red Script CHGO shirt. There you but go. he doesn't have all of them, so I need to you gotta load them up. keep seating them with some more, some more <laughs> T-shirts. He will never turn down a T-shirt from his kids or his grandkids. There you go. Yeah. Got to make sure that the, uh, the closet is full of the <laughs> CHGO merch. All I'm, right. I'm excited for your trip. I but am too. I'm also a little nervous for you guys have so much homework to do. I know that you will, <laughs> but there is literally, I mean, I, you're lucky that the number one pick is sewn away, right? Yeah. You're lucky you're taking it out of the, of the equation, but they've got that pick at 19, and so many different things can happen from there. Mm-hmm. So many players can become available or not available, and then if they trade down, that brings a whole nother. So you guys have to get be pretty much ready for like 20 or 25 guys yes uh yeah it is it has been you know uh, worrying about the first round or the first pick rather uh that all all the (laughs) all the nonsense of you know worrying about if they were going to pick third or fourth or fifth that getting taken off the plate definitely uh makes the Mm -hmm. makes the job a little bit easier but yeah nine picks in the first 100 selections of the draft like that's that's a lot they might not they might not make all of those picks but right. still, like the the amount of talent that they can bring in, uh, the amount of the amount of options that they have, uh, that's kind of been the theme of the offseason. Like all the options are on. How the good table. do you feel like on your recall? Like if they, they you know, on the Thursday those picks come up. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been with the Blackhawks being what they were this past season. Uh, worrying about prospects has yeah. been, <laughs> that's been the focus a little bit more than it uh, uh, has been in, in previous years, but. Yeah, I think, you know, Jay and Greg and myself, I think we, we've, we've been keeping an eye on prospects all year. Um, you know, we through, do, through doing the rebuild reports during the season with, with me and Greg, um, you know, we would throw in tidbits about, you know, prospects that the Blackhawks could be keeping an eye on. Again, yeah. those draft profiles are, are, are coming out. 
uh, we have about 20 of them, and those are just for guys that they could pick you know, in their 19th overall or late first round, early second round guys, there's just 20 of them. So it's like the, the amount of players that, that they have on the, uh, on their draft board, I think is, is pretty, pretty extensive. I know Kyle Davidson said today, he was sp- speaking to the media at the draft combine. Mm-hmm. That they have somewhere between 65 and 75 interviews just this week at the combine. So How do you uh, keep that straight. I, uh... Yeah. Eventually some of these guys have to start meshing together. Like, <laughs> right. like, you know, it's, it seems like there, there are some players that are, you know, if there was a mold of a hockey player, they would fit into that mold, like mm-hmm. a generic hockey player. So, is it like a speed dating thing? Is it like three minutes and yeah. then they, they just keep moving? I would I would love to know. Like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of, of the draft combine interviews because we spoke with uh, Mike Donahue, the director of amateur scouting with the Blackhawks, and mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of getting the the insight to what what they ask the players and what they look for and how they, you know, how they kind of off the ice get to know the player get to know their family you know get Mm. to know you know their their backstory i'd love to be you know in a draft combine interview because it just you know we hear the stories about nba and nfl combine interviews and how weird some of the questions can get we asked mike donahue about uh some of the weirdest questions and one of the weirdest ones he's he talked about was uh the the yellow school bus test which is basically you you show the the player you're interviewing a picture of a yellow school bus and you say which which direction is it going and it's it's just a picture it's you know it's not a video or anything um and we we went through we he we we went through when we were talking with him found found the picture yeah and and jay greg and i uh, did the did the test and we were like i don't know if it's right or not yeah um but uh, he gave us he gave us the uh, the clue to getting the, the answer right so go back and watch that interview so there is a right answer in. there is a right answer so is it forward or backward or is it north south east west it's left left or right left or right left okay or right. so i, I apparently failed right. i was over six <laughs> on all those great yeah so i mean <laughs> Yeah, going through the interview process, like, I can't, I can't imagine they're sitting down. Because this, for a lot of these players, it's not the first time that, yeah. you know, you're, you're talking with them or getting to know them. So you're kind of going in already, you know, having a, an idea of who they are, you know, their story and, and their skill set. It's more of just kind of getting that inner interface, um, you know, getting to know them. It's got to be so hard because the range of ages whether it's kid you know in the juniors as opposed to an experienced college kid it's such a wide range and levels of maturity and someone in college might be is at a different stage in life and might might be a different person who is you know just 17 or 18 years old yeah i just with 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 football and basketball at least all those guys are pretty much kind of in the same hockey is much wider so i have no idea like when it comes to Figuring out the personalities, uh, the maturity levels, the willingness to work. There's so many different things that could yeah. go wrong with uh, with hockey. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking about players who, you know, are coming are either coming from a, a Canadian junior program where, you know, maybe they're from they're from Manitoba, but they're living in British Columbia with yeah. a family that they they don't know, um, and there's you know 17, 18 years old, kind of like having to live life away from their friends and family you know it uh they it's 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 a different perspective and then you got players in college they play less games but it's a more you know more 
focused on practice and development. So, you know, maybe their on ice is different. And then you got players in, in, in Europe. Yeah. Throwing the language barrier and everything like that. You know, just a a different, a different culture, a different, yeah, different language barrier. You got, you know, all over Europe, Sweden, Finland, Russia, you know, you got all these different players that, uh, you know, there's, there's different cultures and stuff. So it's, it's just interesting to kind of decipher what they look for and, and, you know, how they, how they want to communicate what they, what they want to get out of those interviews. But, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a a good thing to see that the Blackhawks are doing their due diligence, interviewing up to 75 kids, you know, for these, for these, uh, 11, 12 picks. And if you're a general make. manager, you just have to trust your people, your scouting mm-hmm. department, um, the people on the ground. Those are the people that determine whether you're you're going to succeed or not. Yeah, anyone can draft Connor Bedard, but right, right. That's that's those are those are the picks that are easy. It's it's getting into the later rounds where you know you really want to find those guys that are you're going to hit on and mm-hmm. and that can make make impacts. I mean, we're gonna you know we can talk about the. 2010s, 2013, 2015 teams, um, and how much you know the the depth and role players that they right. that they had that made big differences. A lot of those guys were found in those later rounds. Um, so you know having having Tays and Kane, those are great great players to have. Those are essential players to have. Um, but you you also got to find guys like like Nicholas Jalmerson and Brandon Saad and Dave Boland and uh, Dustin Buffalo, like all those kinds of players that were later round picks. Um, to, 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 to make those impacts. And, um, I think Kyle Davidson through his first draft, I think did a really good job of listening to his scouting staff and, and, and sticking to a plan, uh, sticking to a blueprint of player that they wanted to to get. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to do it again. And he, he's, he's different than the the last guy that was here where, you know, I, I think Kyle Davidson's really more of a collaborative decision maker. Whereas the previous GM, I think, wanted to be the smartest person uh, in the room and would sometimes go over the heads of, of the people that, uh, you know, he should have been listening to, especially when it came to, came to draft time. Right. There's a lot of lot of picks in his in his resume that uh, didn't pan out. And I, I think as, as time has gone on, we've kind of heard some some trickling out that, you know, that wasn't the consensus pick in the room uh, when it was made. So it's it'll be interesting to see what. Uh, what the Blackhawks do there, but fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, being in Nashville, that's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, hope to see a lot of uh, CHGO fans out there and, you know, just Blackhawks fans that may, maybe haven't heard of us, see us out there and convert a couple diehards. You guys on, are going to be bigger than like whoever the country music star of the day. Like you guys are going to walk down Broadway there and it's going to be just, you're going to be mobbed. Oh yeah, of you. absolutely. That's, that's what, that's what I'm expecting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure we're going to be uh, very welcome uh, in, in the Nashville community with our Blackhawks uh, gear all over the place. Yes. They love us down. They can't in shut you out of the, the arena that night. That's they true. Can. That's true. We will, we will have uh, <laughs> passes to get into the arena. Uh, nothing they can do about that. But yeah, talking about the 2015, 2010, 2013 teams. Today, uh, 10 years ago, the infamous Patrick Kane heartbreaker, Sully, uh, had its biggest moment. I know he had done it a few different uh, times uh, leading up to 2013, but that uh, this is the 10-year anniversary of the Game 5 2013 double overtime uh, game-winning goal for Patrick Kane against the LA Kings in a game in which he had a hat trick. Um, that, that Stanley Cup run has no business being 10 years ago. 
like that. <laughs> yeah, we've already kind of touched crazy. upon it with. I mean, we just did the ten year anniversary of Brent Seabrook and yeah, Game Seven against the Red Wings. And I woke up this morning actually, and everything's coming up in your Facebook memories, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was lucky enough to have season tickets throughout the entirety of the the Cup run. So it's a lot of handshake lines, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> You know, a lot of just saying, oh, you know, eight more wins to the Stanley Cup. Um, but I, I, I checked Facebook this morning. I saw a picture of the handshake line after after that game, and that came up. And then my buddy Johnny Daly, he was he actually got my second ticket for that game. He's not a, a hockey fan whatsoever, but he was in town. He's a good college friend, and uh, he came to me with this game. He came to this game with me. He actually went to the Old Town Art Fair earlier in the day, so by the time I met him on Madison, he was really gassed up, so that was fun. <laughs> and uh, we watched this game uh, from, from Section 331, uh, Row 5, and, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, everything you wanted wanted a game to be. The thing that I was kind of just thinking about this morning is that was really one of the the series – I'm sure, like, if I went back 10 years, yeah, there was probably a lot of a lot of nerves through games one and games two. But yeah. I think that was really one of the series where you kind of felt like you knew what was going to happen. They'd gotten past Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to get past the Kings. And, and, the, and the first four games were close, and the Kings were obviously a very good team. And then the next year they, def- they def- beat them in 2014 yeah. in a classic – a series that was more classic than this one, even though the, the results sucked. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember ever really being all that nervous. And even during that game, mm-hmm. even though the Kings tied it up with like 14 seconds to go, yeah. I'll tell you this, I was up there and I'm like, all right, I was with my phone. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to video the final, final seconds, final or, seconds yeah. of this because we hadn't been there for a clincher that big yet. And, um, well, I guess we had in, in, against the Sharks, but three years earlier yeah and then the face-off comes and I think Mike Richards scores off of that yeah and I was like I'm never doing this ever again (laughs) (laughs) the bad karma yeah but then like even even during even during the overtime I don't remember being particularly like because it was still game five yeah and I know I shouldn't have felt that way because there are so many different you know you just if you put a team on the sword, you have to finish it. And the Blackhawks were so good at doing that mm-hmm. over over that, you know, five, six-year period. I should have been more nervous, but I wasn't. <laughs> and yeah. and now to think about it, I just probably did take that for granted. But um, I mean, that's, that's kind of the effect that those teams had where, you know, you, you never felt out of a game, especially that 2013 team where, you know, they set the, they set the record of, uh, you know, the, the long, longest uh, streak without a loss in regulation to start mm-hmm. a season, um, you know, pre- President's Trophy winners in, in the shortened year. Uh, you know, that, that team just felt like, like you said, like there were so many moments where you just felt like, you know what, this is a team that's on a mission. Um, and, and you know, that, that's something that, you know, comes out in the Stanley Cup playoffs year after year you, you see you see teams start to emerge in the second and third rounds where you're like this team has got something special and I think yeah to the point of you know not really feeling nervous in that in that series I remember I, I remember too you know being going into that game five and being like they could clinch and they probably will because of how that series had had gone um leading up to it and you know 
the 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 comeback in the series prior against the Red Wings just it just felt like you know that's that was kind of the 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 stake in the ground of like this team is is definitely uh got something special going and mm-hmm. um yeah i remember watching the I, I was watching the game at the uh, uh now closed uh jack's tap here in the west loop and it was funny i my my wife uh she was babysitting for a, a family at the time and uh so i so i i drove with her down uh into this or i i drove down in the city i wasn't living in the city at this time i drove down in the city we were hanging out and then uh, I drove her over to the to the family's uh, house, which was like two, maybe two or three blocks from from the bar. So it was kind of easy to to you know go from one place to the other. Mm-hmm. So so the family, uh, the parents go out for you know drinks, dinner, all that stuff. She's she's babysitting. The she puts the kids down. You know the game game's progressing. I'm, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna win. You know, late in, late in regulation. And uh, and then they go to overtime, and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna stay for overtime, you know. And she's like, oh, I I think they're I think they're heading back home. And so we're so it's it's over to, it's the intermission between, uh, you know, end of regulation and overtime. And I feel a pat on my shoulder, and they're like, you're Mario, right? And I'm like, yeah. It was the parents oh, no. that she was babysitting for, and they were like, "Oh, we told Catherine that we were going to stop here and watch the game with you." And I was like, what? <laughs> like "How did you know you were here? That I was here?" But uh, I guess she had told him, "Like, oh yeah, he's just watching the game." So I ended did you up hand them the bill, the, uh, your drinking bill. Not not the bill up to that point. I had I had already paid paid that off because I I figured the game was over in regulation. Yeah. Um, but then uh, they they ended up sitting down and and ordering you know a pizza and some drinks, and then yeah, it was you know going into double overtime and and then just the elation in the bar when when uh, Patrick Kane scored the game that. winner um, it was just uh, just one of those one of those memories from from those teams that you know I feel like are always going to be ingrained in, in Blackhawks fans minds and um, it's just it's it's fun to have those it's fun to have those moments from those teams mm-hmm. that you remember on the way to the big on moments the to, yeah. where you know it's 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 lifting the three cups and and all those Stanley Cup final series like that's that, that's one of those games and one of those moments where you know and of of course it's Jonathan Taze to Patrick Kane for a series winner you have the epic celebration like it's just one of those things where you know that that is a moment that will live for the next hundred years of Blackhawks hockey. Yeah. I think it's probably the most famous Taves the King goal. I don't think there's anything yeah, close. Yeah, where where those two were were involved in you yeah. know scoring and assisting to each other, it's got to be the biggest. The other one. thing that stands out to me is kind of how similar it was to the goal in Game Six of 2015, where uh, Brad Richards passed across mm-hmm. the ice and and Kane just sniped it from pretty much the same similar spot. area. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing about that game was the Hawks took a early 2 to nothing lead. Duncan Keith scored first off on a great shot from the left wing. Um, and then Kane got his first goal six minutes in. And Jonathan Quick shut, shut him down for 50 straight minutes after that. Yeah. So, they did have the 2 to nothing lead, which probably did contribute to some of the confidence. Kings come back. Dwight King scores. Remember that name? Yes, I do remember <laughs> that name. Uh, Kopitar scores a power play goal early in the third to tie it, and you're thinking, uh-oh. But mm-hmm. then uh, 13 it's minutes later, Kane again. Kane from Bickle. Um, it was Bickle's second assist of the night. 
And then you're like, okay, well, here we go. And then yeah, and then just those final final seconds couldn't kill it off. But yeah, and, and you you mentioned Brian Bickle, like on the goal, uh, on the ice was was Taze, Kane, and Bickle because he was in the middle of his his magical run in the postseason, yeah. and he sets up the you know the the breakout opportunity. Um, you know, knock, knocking the puck away from uh, Slava Voinov. Um, love to see that. And that's just like one of those, That's again, it's just like one of those moments where, oh, yeah, Brian Bickle had, this, had the playoff run of his life, uh, you know, just the – and and how, you know, how he was involved in some of those moments, you know, scoring some big goals and, and, and making some big plays. Like It's a great memory, but you're also like, wow, that – that was the run that got him into a contract that kind of started a lot of problems for the, for the Blackhawks. Yeah, it did. I mean, but at, at, at that time, right. I don't think uh, you, 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 you go back and you think, okay, but it, it made sense at the time to be like, yeah. you know what? Brian Bickle's a, a big, should be a big contributor um, moving forward. And it just, it's just unfortunate the way things went. And then now you know what, what his way. body was right. going through at that time. Uh, and why that kind of all yeah, started I, I, agree, I agree with all that, and obviously we have 2020, but uh, hindsight. But you know, I, I think there were so many tough decisions that he who shall not be named needed to make. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that sort of run and you have the core that you have, you kind of have to say, well, maybe we shouldn't commit the, and, that type of and money. And that was to one somebody. of his downfalls yeah. was how how loyal he wanted to be to 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 those guys, and. You trade Patrick Sharp a year earlier instead of a year or two right, earlier. Right, yeah. And and his and his uh you know tendency to, to pay for past performance. I mean the, the Brent Seabrook contract is is <laughs> completely uh evident of that. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 just it's one of those moments that you know, it's you I I wouldn't trade Brian Bickle having that run. Right. Not having that run to to you know make sure that he's you know stays affordable or doesn't get traded along with table Teravine. He was integral to that, that team winning that cup. So I would rather him have that run and, and have that 2013 cup than, uh, you know, than have to worry about all the fallout. Remember his it. name was left off the 2010 cup. That was a big thing. And so then, yeah, well, I mean, he didn't, right. He didn't reach the, 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 the requirements, unfortunately, but, right. but, but yeah. I remember that was like a big thing. Oh, Bickle's going to get his name on the cup now. Yeah. So. He's he's two and a, two and a quarter cups for him. For um, the one thing that stands out to me is that, you know, Kings and Hawks had two great series against each other. Some really good regular season games that mm-hmm. stand out, staying out late, staying up late to watch games from the Staples center. And yet we don't view them as the same sort of rival that we saw the Canucks. Yeah, there was like I, a lot more respect between the two teams than there were between the Canucks and Blackhawks. Yeah, and I, I, I think that was, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think the, the, the respect between the players, I think, was a little bit higher uh, up the chain than, than it was between the, the Canucks and the Blackhawks. And I mean, those series between the Canucks, I mean, that they, there was a lot of, lot of bite in those series. I mean, you had, you had. Uh, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, they were, you know, yeah. the, the two stars of, of the Canucks. But then you got a guy like Ryan Kessler, um, Kevin BX. Uh, you had, you know, uh, Roberto Luongo was was definitely a, a fan favorite target of, of Chicago and trying to get under his skin. And, and, and yeah, it was just a really good uh, 
actual like heated rivalry between those teams and, and i think too probably the the the, the canadian market uh the canadian fan base fueled the fire a little bit more too because yeah. no disrespect to la fan la kings fans but there's a lot of things to be fans of in la so you know it's i don't think the kings are, are number one on the list but in vancouver it's definitely the canucks so yeah i mean i think it's I think that plays into it too, you know, the, 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 the banter and chatter between fan bases, not even just between the teams, like between the fan bases was uh, was pretty heated as well yeah. at, at that time. But I, I did say that though, and then I was like, wait, didn't Duncan Keith have an incident in that series? And he, heist, he, he did a high stick to Jeff Carter's face. Whaps Jeff Carter right in the Suspended face. Suspended one game. Yeah. Game four. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that was a retaliation for Jeff Carter's, you know, swinging down at Keith's hand when he was trying to pick up his gloves. So, That's right. Yeah. You know. It's always it's always the retaliation that gets punished, but <laughs> but even that, but even then, you know that because that was game, th- I think that was game three, game four that he oh that he suspended for game that four. he uh, slashed him. He missed game four, but then game five in the handshake line, they're they're smiling and yeah. you know water under the bridge at that point. Um, so yeah, I feel like if that was you know Canucks, there might have been maybe not as many smiles right. in the handshake line if that had happened, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and and I think too probably because you know the the, the Kings had won the cup in in 2012, Blackhawks eventually win it in 2013. The Kings again go on the run in 2015, Blackhawks again or in 2014, Blackhawks again 2015. I think it's I think you have that respect of like you guys climbed the mountain, we've climbed the mountain, like mm-hmm. you, you you have that uh, that respect. Whereas the Canucks and, and Blackhawks at at that time. Those were two teams both trying to get, you know, get to the top of the mountain. Canucks, you know, for the first time. Blackhawks for the first time in, what was it, 48, 49, 50 years at that point. 49 years, yeah. 49 years um, at that point. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of more of, of, of heat behind it. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, 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 I th- and I think, too, you know, they didn't really play the Kings all that often in the regular season. Uh, just, you know, based on, on the divisions and everything. They didn't play the Canucks all that much. But... I think the the mutual respect of of two teams that you know were at that level, um, and the Kings, if I remember correctly, they didn't have too many like goons in 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 the rivalry that that played big factors. Yeah, there wasn't um, a Biesca. There there wasn't Biesca. There wasn't um, a, a Rafi Torres. There wasn't you know a, a guy like Ryan Kessler. You know, Kings had a lot of really good players, a lot of really tough players. Yeah, um, but it, I don't think it ever felt like it was and but you, you would sort of think like maybe mike richards and jeff carter would have been pissed off about 2010 and never, right you know, yeah and then yeah, they were getting high sticked in the face but <laughs> yeah oh gosh 10 years ago memory lane 10, 10 i ten I, I will say that i like i love talking about this stuff mm-hmm. but i am glad that i i really you know I, I think we'll always have these social media posts every june because yeah look they do good engagement we like doing that stuff <laughs> and it's but, fun it's fun to always be reminded like oh yeah this time that yeah. year i was you know feeling happy right but i love the fact that now we've reoriented the entire look because now we, we're looking towards the Connor bedard era mm-hmm. and that's nothing that we've ever had in chicago you know what i mean like we never moved on from the 85 Bears. We've never moved on from the Bulls dynasty. Right. We, we still haven't, you know, the Sox and Cubs have not had another era past their World Series. With the Blackhawks, they finally have the opportunity to do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously difficult to move on from, you know, the, the last two pieces of, of the modern cup era with Jonathan Taze and Patrick right. Kane, but it, it definitely helps that the time between those two leaving, uh, and the next wave coming through is so short. Yeah. You know, with, with, with the bears, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you got, you have, you get, you have Justin Fields get here. You have, you know, an, another couple pieces right. get put together, but it's been, you know, 40 years or almost 40 <laughs> years in, in the me. making, Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and you had a couple, you know, false starts with like, you know, oh, Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, or, you know, you had the, the, the run to the uh, Super Bowl in 2006. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's still those, those teams that actually get the job done are the ones that, stick especially in this in, in well, Chicago. with this whole situation it kind of just reminds me of like okay we had a dog she died in february 2021 we were all super sad we don't know if we could ever get another dog well my wife was ready to get another dog right away i'm like wait <laughs> we got another dog in december 2021 you know and i guess connor bedard is our new dog sure <laughs> he's 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 a new he's a new shiny toy to to to, uh, to play with for sure um and you know, there's there's reason to be excited for him. So, and I think it, it, you listen to all the draft experts, all the prospect analysts. You listen to the way that you know these 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 people talk about him. Um, you know, he's in I, the Athletic did a you know comparable of the last ten first overall picks mm-hmm. and how he would stack up to him uh, to to them. And he was, and I believe it was Corey Pronman had him second only to Connor McDavid ahead of guys like Jack Hughes and Austin Matthews. And Let's it's go. like, you know, if, if that's, if that's kind of the, the consensus thought process about like his projections, where he's at right now in his draft year and where he could go in his career, if it's like, yeah, he's probably going to be second behind McDavid of, of this generation, like mm-hmm. sign me up for that a thousand days out of a thousand. Like it's, in. it's, it, it's really exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I definitely appreciate the, you know, 13-year-old, 10-year-old, and 8-year-old memories that those teams, those Stanley Cup teams uh, provided. But, yeah, like you said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the new era to come through. And it, it's not just Connor Bedard. You, know, you got Lucas Reichel. You got Frank Nazar. You got Kevin Korchinski. All these guys to be excited about. Korchinski um, might be my guy. Because I yeah, like his initials. A, a, there you go. Yeah, I also like the way he plays. It's a it's a good good all a lot of good reasons to 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 hitch the horse to uh, to Korchinski and um, you know Greg and I uh, just yesterday kind of went through like you know who who you know each of us see as like the top ten guys and we said yesterday we we're just like you know in in previous years it was hard to think of ten guys you were excited about as prospects. Yeah. Um, you know, let alone you know five or six of them, but uh, you know choosing choosing 10 to put on a list for me was hard because I was like I got 13 14 15 guys I'm actually like excited about and could see becoming you know NHL players mm-hmm. on a on a regular basis and uh, it go it definitely goes back to how Kyle Davidson uh drafted last year a lot of those guys are in that draft class and to you know the former GM's credit his last two draft class a lot of those players are actually panning out in in their long-term development he was he his picks though i think were handed to a group of of you know front office members and decision makers that will know how to develop them whereas the last uh, last regime didn't really know how to do that so yeah exciting times definitely uh I, I'm glad the, the the look to the future is uh, and, the, and the horizon is not too uh, not too far away. Yeah. 
want to talk about uh, our friends, new friends here to the uh, CHGO uh, sports group. That is our friends at Lewis University, proud sponsors of us here uh, at CHGO. At Lewis University, many of their students are adults just like you and me. Many of them have full-time jobs. Many have families. All of them have chosen Lewis University's supportive educational community to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible and earn a respected degree. We got our Lewis University uh, t-shirts here. This is kind of like National Signing Day, choosing Lewis University. I'm going to put mine right over here. Let's cover up CHGO one for the read. Uh, there's a lot of great reasons to choose Lewis University. Uh, they have they are a comprehensive Catholic university ranked as one of the U.S. News and World Report's top tier colleges. Uh, very close to the city of Chicago, just 35 miles southwest of the city. And Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts, and they offer courses in the evenings, online, blended formats to help you balance work, life, family, education, all of those things that are on your plate. Lewis University can help you balance it, whether you're looking to complete your bachelor's degree, enroll in a professional certificate or graduate degree. Lewis has the right program for you. They offer career focused programs in business, computer sciences and technology, criminal justice, education, nursing, and many other high demand fields. Uh, just going to highlight one here. Uh, they definitely uh, have a really good data science and computer science program, which offers eight week sessions that can be completed in one year. Uh, you have concentrations in software engineering, artificial intelligence, also known to the kids as AI, uh, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise and cloud computing. A lot of those things that I wish I got into in college because you want to be sitting here. Seems yeah. well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but it, it seems like those are uh, those are things that yeah. uh, are, are translating to the new technology world of today. God, I sound old. Uh, discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. You can learn more at LewisU. That's L U W L E W I S U. dot edu slash. You can do this. Lewis is a great school. I went to Driscoll Catholic. Uh, did a visit to Lewis. It's awesome. A, a lot of my classmates went there. I'm not at, you know, maybe like four or five. Yeah. And one of them was a guy named Scott, and he became friends with a young man named Jay Zawaski there. Hey, yeah. So shout out to Jay. Lewis University alum Jay Zawaski. Shout out to Lewis. Shout out to the ComEd Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That is absolutely right. Uh, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Now, I got to say, I don't uh, you know, do the show a lot, <laughs> so I'm not that familiar with the ComEd Efficiency Program. How does it work? Well, you're in luck because I can tell you all about it. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing, de detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, 
project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy, or as we call it, Monergy, today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? I sure did, Kevin. Schedule your appointment today. Now, uh, yesterday we had uh, rumors and rumblings of some Blackhawks news uh, on two fronts, on the broadcasting front and on the roster front. One of those rumors and rumblings uh, that we talked about yesterday was confirmed today by the Blackhawks, and that is the official edition of former Blackhawks goaltender uh, and fellow short king Darren Pang uh, joining the broadcast booth that was made official by the Blackhawks today. Uh, and I, I think it's, you know, we talked about it uh, a lot yesterday. I think it's a great addition for the Blackhawks. You know, they, they did the, the platoon of uh, Troy Murray and Patrick Sharp on yeah. the broadcast last season with Chris Foster's. Um, it was voted last in the league by uh, fans in the uh, athletic broadcasting poll, but yeah. I think that'll I think that'll change from 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 last season to this season because of the addition of Darren Pang, uh, and uh, you know Darren Pang definitely seems uh, excited to come back to Chicago where his uh, you know playing career happened, where his broadcasting career uh, began. I know he's spent the last I think it's 14 seasons with the Blues Man, on the that broadcast. Is, that is a lot of time in purgatory to to earn a chance back to come back to Chicago, but, that he, is but he earned it. He, he's earned it for sure. Uh, this is what he had to say uh, today in the, in the uh, Blackhawks official press release announcing the news uh, from Darren Pang. He says, it's an honor to return to Chicago and join the broadcast booth at such an exciting time for the franchise. Coming back yeah. to where my... NHL playing and broadcasting career started means a lot to me and my family, and I'm thankful to the Blackhawks for this uh, opportunity. Chris Vosters is one of the best young broadcasters in the game. I look forward to working with him and telling the story of the Blackhawks hockey to of Blackhawks hockey to the great fans of this organization. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that is going to be really important for the broadcast booth is Darren Pang and Chris Vosters uh, getting their chemistry down because you know when 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 Vosters got the job. He, you know, he went through the audition process, obviously, two seasons ago, and it was expected he was going to be with Eddie Olchek, a guy who's, you know, played the game a long time, been around right. the game a long time, been a broadcaster for a long time, was established, uh, had roots in Chicago, and then that was uprooted. And then the Blackhawks had to, you know, makeshift uh, a broadcast team last year, and now they go into this season uh, you know, a guy like Darren Pang, who's done, who, who does, still does national games with T, with TNT. He's kind of mm -hmm. in, in, in doing that a similar thing that, uh, you know, Eddie Olchek had done with with national broadcasts in the past. You bring in a guy like that, a guy who's got personality, who knows the game super well. Uh, I think that's going to be a really big benefit to Vosters, and it's just going to make the broadcast a lot more fun. Yeah, obviously, Chris did not walk into the best situation last year. And I think when you're paired with someone like Darren Pang, who just brings so much experience, you know, preparing for the show, I actually went back and I don't know if you've ever seen this clip on YouTube, you probably have, when Jeremy Roenick scores the overtime goal against Toronto at the old stadium. Yeah. And everyone's going nuts and they just come, he comes down the stairs at the old stadium and Panger is right there to, to interview him. Yeah. Just awesome, right? So, I mean, <laughs> he's someone who knows not only knows the history of the Blackhawks, loves the Blackhawks, but then just has 
30 years of broadcasting experience, broadcasting hockey experience. And, and not that, you know, uh, Troy Murray doesn't. Um, but I think when you're kind of flip-flopping between Troy and, and Pat, Patrick Sharp, and so many things were in flux, yeah. I think Chris is just going to benefit from that consistency and, and continue to grow. And I, I'm excited to, you know, to, to listen to it. I actually like Troy on the radio a lot better, so I think yeah. that, works, that works pretty well. Yeah, and, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, as, as, as this was confirmed today, um, you know, I know ben, uh, Jeff Agrist wrote about it in the Sun-Times. Ben Pope also in the Sun-Times wrote about it. Scott Powers wrote about it. Um, yeah. Jamie Faulkner had said that, you know, they they listened to what the fans, you know, kind of had to say about the, the, the broadcast and how, you know, the, the chemistry of, of Troy Murray and John Weidman on the radio broadcast was missed a lot last year because of how, how often Troy uh, was doing TV. So mm-hmm. having the ability to have a regular, um, you know, full-time TV analyst along with Vossers uh, was, was definitely something that needed to happen. And, you know, I think a lot of people enjoy, you know, enjoyed the chemistry that was building between Vossers and Patrick Sharp because they're not that Troy and, and Chris didn't have chemistry. It's just different because, you know, Patrick's a little bit closer to being, you know, playing, playing the game and a little bit closer in age of Vossers. And it seemed like they had a good, uh, a good back and forth. And a lot of people thought maybe Patrick Sharp would take on the, uh, the responsibility full time, but that doesn't yeah. seem to be the case. Uh, and as Scott Powers wrote in his uh, article today in the athletic, um, he was quoting Jamie Faulkner here saying, Pang will continue to work nationally on TNT and we'll have to miss some Blackhawks games during the season. Uh, there aren't any agreements in place, but Jamie Faulkner said she would love for Patrick Sharp to return to do some TV games again next season. I think that's one of the, that's one of the things that's kind of up in the air is, is Pang will still do a number of TNT games. Um, so he'll miss some Blackhawks games. Uh, and it just kind of, you know, seems like maybe Troy will do a few, maybe Patrick Sharp comes in to do a yeah. few, then that opens up some radio opportunities for maybe Keely Chelios. Um, we'll see how that, how that pans out, but I would love for Patrick Sharp to still have a role with the broadcast. Cause I think he does really well in it, even though it's not his natural, you know, natural talents, yeah. natural abilities. I still think he does really well. We, we talked about moving on from, from the dynasty, but you still need those links around the organization. Brian Campbell's in the front office. Mm-hmm. He kind of provides that there. Patrick Sharp, I guess, will probably be the guy. Media side, I don't know, but I, I agree. Um, I, I do like what you know what, what Sharp brings. Yeah, I, I, I think his. Uh, I think the one probably the biggest thing hindering him is that he's not he's not in the area. So yeah. making a even making a part time commitment like he did last year. Um, was probably a lot for him to to jump into that role and travel so mm-hmm. much to, to to do it, and I'm not I'm not sure that that's something that he probably wanted to commit yeah. to, which is why you know the opportunity to get Darren Pang in that role uh, made makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh, to to see how that how the broadcast feels, and I think too the Blackhawks probably had to say like you know. This year, we're going to have a lot more eyes coming, you know, coming to, to broadcast, more fans coming back to watch the team because of who they uh, will pick top Let's overall in this draft. Like, <laughs> we, need, we need to have, you know, yeah. we, we can't, can't be doing this piecemeal stuff anymore. It needs to be a, a set broadcast team. Um, so I think Pang and Vossers are going to be 
uh, are going to be fun together. Did you say that Darren Pang was a fellow short king? Yeah. He's five foot five. He's much shorter than you. I know, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I think he's got the title. Like I, oh yeah, you, you no, have no the, claims the, on that royalty. The, the short, Mario. the shorter you are, the more kingly you are. That's <laughs> that's that's how it goes. I'm I am not on, on the uh, highest of of step stools you're, in the short king world, but yeah, I'm still I'm say, still in that world uh, for sure. You're like Bigfoot compared to him. <laughs> that's the, fine. You know the famous line about Darren Ping was that he, he didn't have uh, he didn't have a five hole. He had a six hole mm-hmm. above his head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't believe I can't believe there was a day and age in hockey where your your goalie could could have been shorter than the crossbar. That's great. <laughs> That's and now and now we talk about goalies and, and especially talking about goalie prospects. Um, you know, if they're if they're six foot one, oh, they're they're too short, too short to play goalie. You got to be six six. It's just like it's <laughs> it's so crazy how things uh things evolve and change that way. But yeah. um, you know, Darren Darren Pang, he's uh. He's very experienced, uh, and you know, living in St. Louis, it's not the brightest of, of towns. I know Chicago, bright lights, nice sunny day today. It's a good it's a good time for Darren Pang to get himself a pair of the best sunglasses around, and those come from our friends uh, at Shady Rays. They help you take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Shady Rays has you covered for the warm weather ahead and happening right now with premium polarized shades at affordable prices. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair uh, that I've ever owned. I know I've I've been given some... uh, for, for a long time, the, the sunglasses that I kept in my car to make sure I always had a pair of sunglasses handy uh, were gifts from friends that I were in their wedding. So it would say like groomsmen on them and stuff. Uh, they were fine, but Shady they didn't Rays... Didn't say Short King? Didn't say Short King. The next wedding I'm in, I'm going to make that... Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to make that request. Uh, but Shady Rays, they blow those sunglasses away uh, with their... Uh, quality frames, durable, extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed up by their lo- by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Last summer, I dumped a pair into uh, the Chain of Lakes. They weren't a pair of Shady Rays. If they were, I would have had them replaced like that. Uh, you can wear your Shader Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And together with their customers, Shader Rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. That includes building play sets for pediatric cancer patients and also providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you will. But if you don't like them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop. And exclusively for our beautiful CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You go to ShadyRays.com right now and use the promo code CHGO. You're going to get 50% off of two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, I didn't go to college for math, but I know that that is buy one, get one free. Try it for yourself with the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. It's a lot of people and a lot of stars. Definitely. Hey, everyone, make sure you get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. 
FOCO has you covered with things like Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game this summer. Uh, look, FOCO has really set us up well here uh, in, in studio with a lot of the things you see. This Kane and Taves, uh, I think this is from the 2013 season. I actually bought this from FOCO 10 years ago. This mm-hmm. thing was 10 years old. I think one one time you tried to kill him on set, but that no no him. no. There's that thing was was uh, well, it it was I, the, it, the Jonathan Taze was having was. a rough time. He was, and, and so it was manifesting into the uh, in, <laughs> in, into the bobblehead as well. But we fixed him. Yeah, as good as new. And we've got plenty of other great stuff from Foco on our set. So if you love, uh, if you see something on our shelves and you love it. Go check out FOCO. It's probably there. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. You can use the promo code CHGO and you will get 10% off. Nice. And pretty much any any site you go to, try and use the promo code CHGO. You might get, you might get yourself a deal. Um, hey, we got a few minutes left here. I know we got the, the CHGO uh, weekly sports show coming up here at yeah. 3 o'clock. We're announcing a new podcast. That so is very around. exciting. Yeah. I, I, I am excited to, uh, to hear about that. I know you're, uh, you're going to be involved in that extensively, w- both uh, physically and, <laughs> and the workload. Hint, hint. Um, so, that'll be, uh, so that'll be fun to see. I uh, did want to touch on this because it happened uh, yesterday after the show. Um, yet to be confirmed by the Blackhawks, but we do expect that confirmation to come uh, sometime today. Uh, a two-year deal for Andres Athanasiu coming with a $4.25 million uh, cap hit for this season and next season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, again, still to be confirmed. You see on the – one thing I wanted to note about this contract, you see it on the screen here, uh, this information coming from Puckpedia. Uh, the first year, his AAV is uh, his cap hit is four point two five million dollars. The second year, uh, if you look at between the signing bonus and the base salary, his actual dollars he's going to be owed in 2024-2025. The second year of that deal is just two point two five million because he's getting a signing bonus at the start of the 24-25 uh, season. That's important to note because that actual dollars is kind of what it comes down to for a lot of NHL teams come trade deadline day. Now, I don't yeah. want to get too far ahead of myself and say we're already trading Andre Tennessee at the 2025 trade deadline, but if it's that were to, ca- to be the case, it would be potentially a lot easier to move him at yeah. that price rather than it was this past trade deadline where he was at the three, $3 million cap hit flat. So, um, that is one thing that uh, I found interesting uh, about the deal. But the deal as a whole, I think is a, it's, it's a great deal for Thanasiu because he wanted to have some more term uh, in his future. I don't think the market was going to give him too much term because of the style of player he is, because of the season he had. He did lead the Blackhawks in points, but that wasn't, uh, yeah. you know, that wasn't the biggest feather in, in anyone's cap this last season. 20 goal scorer, 40 points last year um, was Put into a uh, the the center position for the first time in his in his life, basically uh, late last season and excelled. Like he he played really well outside of his first first game in the position. He played really well there. So good for him. The four point two five million cap hit is a is a one point two five million pay increase from last season. But as we all have talked about for this this entire offseason, the Blackhawks need to get to the salary cap floor. Yep. That is why this is an overpayment for a player like Andres Athanasiu. 
like you said, it, it gives him a little bit of security. He has been playing on one-year deals. What four, four teams in three years? I think it was at, at least three. It might have been. It might that have probably been four sucks. As well. So now he's set yeah. up in Chicago for two years, maybe a year and a half. Um, I like to think that maybe it's a little bit of a, a bonus or a, an award for scoring that goal against the Flyers and sending that game to overtime. Yeah. At which at which point Lawrence, I was at the game with him that that taste finale, mm-hmm. and he was so pissed at him. He thought, <laughs> "Oh man!" And I know people in the comments that night were pissed. Oh yeah, you just cost us a shot of Connor Bedard. But if he doesn't well, score that goal, yeah, that's that that's <laughs> that's true. And 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 also. He had he was credited with the game winning goal against Pittsburgh. That's right, yeah. Which which helped get the Florida Panthers into the playoffs and uh, getting them on their run to the Stanley Cup final. So he he played a pivotal role in in, in the NHL yeah. season last year. I, I do like the, I do like that we're in a spot where we don't wor- have to worry about the salary cap. That's that's nice, right? Right, yeah. And, um, and, and I think and, and you know five years from now we'll look at this and think, oh, that was awesome. Uh, I am looking forward to a spot where we're, we don't have to think. We just signed a player. What can he be moved for at the deadline? We're not there yet, but right, yeah. we'll get there I, soon. I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, me and Jay will get into a little bit more tomorrow with uh, Kyle Davidson's comments from the, from the draft combine yeah. about the outlook for the offseason. Uh, he gave a couple more details to that. Um, but I, I do feel like, you know, this offseason, a lot of people have said, oh, you got all this money to spend – you don't need to spend all of it. You need to right. you need to spend a minimum, but you don't need to. There's no reason for this team to go uh, crazy and start to put themselves in a cap crunch before they're even ready to to well, have the, any. The Bears are in the same exact situation. They've got to spend some money. Yeah, and and they you know they'll probably spend money on a pass rusher, and it may look like an insane deal, but for a one year deal, who cares? Right. You're exactly. not you're not shackling yourself. So yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. What moves uh, follow the Athanasia move? Again, that is uh, yet to be confirmed by the Blackhawks at this time, which is just about 3 o'clock Central Chicago time. Um, But, yeah, that'll do it for uh, today's edition of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Kevin, thank you for stepping in. Thank you for having me. I I do uh, wish Jay well. I do like the fact that he's keeping it on brand and – had oral surgery as a hockey podcaster. That, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So he had his wisdom teeth taken out, and another tooth was cracked or something like that. I, I just yeah. chalk it up to taking a puck to the face. By the way, shout out to Bex, uh, who is listening to us sitting on the Riverwalk. I wish we had been podcasting from oh, the Riverwalk nice. today. It's a good good day for uh, the Riverwalk. She says twelve out of ten would recommend if you're in Chicago. Do yourself a favor and get outside, but do it after the Chicago Sports Podcast, which comes up. As soon as we put two more cheers. Here <laughs> yeah, and I would also preface to say, Bex, uh, be careful because I heard on the river, river walk that Peregrine Falcon is oh, no. nesting oh, under wow. one of those bridges, and you, you better watch it because oh, I guess keep, it's been going after some, the mama bird's been there. going yeah. after some people. So wow. keep your head on a swivel, Bex. Nature is healing in Chicago. Thank you, Braggs. There's also is there foxes in Millennium Park or something like yeah. that? And a and a bear in Gurney. Yeah, there's a bear. It's like up, Jumanji going on. There was a bear up here. in my neck of the woods by Gurney yesterday. That was uh, that was wild. Yeah, but uh, again, that'll do it for us here today on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Again, brought to you by DraftKings. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO. We are getting kicked out of here. The chairs are ready to be put on set. Until tomorrow, I am Mario. That has been Kevin. We will see you next time on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.